0: Welcome to the Valley Beit Midrash podcast, a program of Valley Beit Midrash, a global center of learning and action. We're bringing you the best in diverse, pluralistic Jewish wisdom, all with the goal of improving lives in our global community. I'm Rabbi Shmuley Yanklowitz, let's get started. Delight today to be in Paris with Rabbi Tom Cohen. It's a pleasure meeting you here. Here at his wonderful shul Kikilat Gesher and uh very nice mm-hmm. to meet you and uh, be able to learn from you
1: yeah that's no, uh, wonderful I, i've heard much about you thank
0: you thank yes. you so um so tell t- tell us a little bit about uh judy liberal judaism in france today uh what's kind of going well
1: what's what are challenges uh the well what's uh what i can say about liberal judaism is not necessarily it's um uh, we're part of the World Union for Progressive Judaism, so the World Reform Movement. But often when people come to my synagogue or any of our liberal synagogues, they find that it's not quite reform. It's not quite conservative. I'm not sure quite what it is. And uh, and they'll ask me and i say, you're right. And, uh, <laughs> because it all has to do with history, um, eventually, because um, uh, the War of 1870 between the, yeah. the Germans and the French, when that was taken over, at, up until that time, there was only one way to be Jewish. It was through what was called the Consistoire, mm-hmm. an orthodox organization mm-hmm. created by Napoleon, who uh, wanted to bring some order to the Jews. Um, and he installed that is same, wherever he conquered Europe, he installed that same idea. And that's why you have chief rabbis throughout Europe, mm-hmm. and we don't have it in the, the North America or South America. Um, so that liberal Judaism had to develop in a, in a period when um, the laboratory of Judaism was in Germany. Mm-hmm. And if you did something German in France at that time period, that was the enemy even for the Jews. Yeah. And so they created a mm-hmm. liberal Judaism, a non-Orthodox Judaism, that was a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Today, um, when they officially could become a synagogue, the first one was on Ruh Kopernik, um, in the 16th arrondissement a uh, hundred years ago, um, with the separation of church and state. Today we have about uh, 20 synagogues, uh, 20, so I would say 16 synagogues, and four Haverot yeah. groupments that are joining um so there's a growth a big growth and our biggest challenge is having uh, um, leadership mm-hmm. and so we're trying to solve that on different levels yeah so and so the, the, tell us about this new rabbinical school for example well that's part of the one yeah. the, uh, we created a rabbinical school we were sending our students to leopold college in london mm-hmm um with the separation of the england from the european union it became too expensive for our little communities uh, to to pay for our students at least their housing costs and their living expenses and so we decided to to take a page out of the book of a rabbi uh, an orthodox rabbi who was working for the french army during the Free French during World War II. He was the first rabbi to meet the Pope during World War II as the the Italian campaign was going on. When he came to France, he had, along the way, asked too many philosophical questions where the chief rabbi at the time period said, I can't put you back into a a one of our synagogues. But there is a liberal synagogue on Rukopernik that the rabbi is too old uh, after the war to take it over. And they put this young man in. He wanted to make uh, aliyah to Israel right away but he knew if he went, there'd be no rabbi for the synagogue. Mm -hmm. So he created a rabbinical school at his time period, graduated five people. He got some teachers such as Martin Buber and Sholem um, Sholem for for coming over, because he said, I have no money, I have nothing, but I have some space and I have Paris. So I can invite professors from Hebrew University or America to come and say, I'll let you have an apartment to live in free for a semester, all you have to do is do a couple hours for my rabbinical students. Mm-hmm. And he created uh, the generation right above me of rabbis now. Mm-hmm. Um, that school closed down with Lil Beck. So we decided to use the same thing, but now we have the technology also of the internet. So half of our t- professors are yeah. placed here, mm-hmm. half of them are coming from the United States, Israel, or oh, England um, for our students. Wow, wow.
0: So. So in the States, there's there's been a, lo- a lot of concern around antisemitism in, yes.
1: in France at large, in Paris in particular. Can you tell us a little bit what that looks like these days? These days, it's uh, it's calmed down, if I could yeah. use that as a term. Yeah. I use that hesitantly yeah. because yeah. we have far fewer acts mm-hmm. that are happening, but we still have now and then violent, uh, violent acts, so right. over, since 2002 to today, so about over the t- past 20 years, 13 people have been killed in France because mm-hmm. they were born Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, one more recently, just uh, several months ago. Um, an elderly man who was, unfortunately, uh, they, they, they broke into his apartment and threw him out of his window. 13 his over how many years, did you say? Oh, since uh, 20 years. Oh, okay. okay. Wow, so I threw almost, him out. Um, Because most of the anti-Semitic acts that are happening today tend to be in private and not public. Ah, oh, Interesting. Which is a, one one of the changes, uh, um, um, but we don't have as much as we used to have when I from um, twenty years ago. That was when it was really uh, started up, um, when when people were allowing people to say things that right. publicly they wouldn't have said before. Yeah, and once you allow words to happen, actions fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the what I've discovered here. Unfortunately, the the large majority is coming from the Muslim. Uh, mm-hmm. islamic mm-hmm. islamist is that mm-hmm. what we would say yeah. in english The right. community <laughs> i forget now yeah, yeah. um uh, and from the far left um yeah. it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the traditional yeah. far right mm-hmm. there is some but that's it's more yeah. of a pain in the tochis yeah, type right. of yeah. anti-semitism yeah. Yeah. Right. but the other one is is much more deadly uh-huh. so and then this this far left
0: what's the ideology there
1: um it's a, it's the re- remake the world and the economy um mm. you know so so it's it's one of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a an ideological left that has no compromise with even their the, a more regular left. Uh, I see. So yeah. it's an extreme left. Yeah. And as you know, the horseshoe effect, you know, the extremes always meet yeah. somewhere along right. the line. And they have gotten in bed with the Islamist community. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so... And how much of that is rooted in an anti-Israel sentiment versus well, just... Well, well both. Uh, uh, that's all conspiracy that's theories of Jews in control. Mm, well, yeah. it's all connected yeah. Yeah. To, uh, together yeah. and so forth. So the... For in, in France, anti-Israel and anti-Semitism right. is much closer joined at the hip mm-hmm. than maybe mm-hmm. other places. Yeah. And so I know in the States how we respond to
0: anti-Semitism. What does mm-hmm. it look like as a national yeah. response or yeah. as a Jewish communal response here?
1: Um, well, well, national response. I, I can give one uh, quick. Yeah. I have so many anecdotes, and yeah. I know we you don't want to hear all of yeah. them. But uh, one of them is um, w- after the attack of the in Toulouse uh, against the Jewish school that was there uh, by uh, an Islamist uh, brother. So um, the uh, the the government uh, mobilized the army, and every Jewish institution in France had for about three or four months a a platoon inside their place i was not in yet in this uh, in my newer synagogue i was in a small place like a bomb shelter of israel mclath size um and i had eight uh young french men and women who were who were stationed in my synagogue because they uh, and and i know it's a horror a lot of my parents uh, were thinking why we're doing this but i also realized if they weren't there i would no longer have a tomato. Nobody would come; they were scared. Yeah, wow. There was a, and the the army was there. And I thought, and I said to somebody, "But take a look, a hundred years ago, or not even hundred years ago, eighty years ago, um, it was the um, it was the army that was rounding up Jews, mm-hmm. and the police. Yeah, today it's the army and police who are trying to protect the Jews. Yeah." then we're still getting beaten up along the way <laughs> don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. but uh but the 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 background is very yeah. different right
0: now now i think you had a congregant you
1: said who was uh, yes, that sure. about... well um one i had an elderly congregant um who, very discreet woman um she would be horrified that i even mentioned her name but uh dominic please me, oh, forgive me but uh, yeah. dominic sabre was a, a member of my community who um, felt that uh, being a woman of a certain age, being in Paris, a large city, it was no longer comfortable for her to go out at sure. evenings, which many mm-hmm. people might have in other large cities around yeah. the world. But on top of it, with the increasing antisemitism going on that she felt with the, the Toulouse attack and later the Ibracachia and so forth, she decided that I'm gonna go back to Brussels where she had been as a younger woman. We knew nothing about her life and family and so forth. Um, she, well, I, I said to Dominique, at a certain age, it's very hard to make friends. Yeah, You have your, of, or your network of friends, what are you going to do? And she said, well, when I go back, I'll do like when I came to Paris, I'll volunteer everywhere mm-hmm. and um, I'll choose my friends from that. Yeah. Unfortunately, she was the day at the the Brechel's jewish museum uh the day that it was attacked and she was the 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 fourth victim that was uh um that was murdered by the assassin by the 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 class by the the terrorist um I went to do her funeral um I met her family mm. and what you were sitting in here this this bibliotheque is partially um the the family thought that this was a woman of words. And she loved playing with words. I have this class called Lunch and Learn, where I bring a text from, uh, from the K- Ketuvim or Nach, um, from the Proverbs, uh, from the Prophets or, or hagiograph, hey, hey and we'll study a text, and I'll have a little bit of a text, with the translation in English and the translation in French. And we'll read, uh, I'll read in the Hebrew, and then people will, one somebody will read in one of the languages and we'll discuss it and then take apart the text. She was the type of person who would look at it and say, the Hebrew word is X. It's translated in this sense in English and in the opposite sense in French. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah. And for a rabbi, this is man yeah. from heaven yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. that type of person. Yeah. Very precise with words. Yeah. And so it made sense to, have, to build in her, her memory yeah. a bit of, wow. uh, this uh, library. It's an honor to be in this room then. Yes.
0: Um, so um, now, yes. so much of, yes, yes. of Jewish scholarship yeah. emerged out of in this from this country. When I think of medieval times, um, when you open
1: up your yeah. page of Talmud, yeah. it's surrounded by Frenchies on either side. Rashi is in the, the middle. Right. You have the Tosaphone on the side right. which is for two generations. Yeah. No, this this is a place where um, it took. That was the thing that uh, me as a, a little American who came yeah. from uh, the yeah. northwest of the United States yeah. and here, I started walking around. And I started seeing names of streets, and somewhere along the line, it ticked off in my head wait a minute, in history, and that, that I would go back to my history yeah. books, I realized that this place was just filled with Jewish history. Yeah. Yeah. And so today, we're trying to rec- recreate it yeah. through the rabbinical school, right. which will try and create a new generation of rabbis to take yeah. over yeah. from the old guys like me yeah. who should be retiring soon, <laughs> one day. <laughs> and We're also doing it by, um, we created a summer camp for yeah. liberal Jews um, yeah. to to create, a because when I go to the camp and I look at the kids, I wonder, which one is going to grow up to become a president of their synagogue? Mm-hmm. Which one's going to get involved in the council? Yeah. And maybe which one will decide to become a rabbi yeah. or a chazam? Yeah,
0: beautiful,
1: yeah. beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, we wish you continue, yeah. so much continued success yeah. Yeah. here yeah. in the community.
1: I, I And I look forward to, to sometime going out to it's Phoenix. Where Phoenix, already, yeah. Yes, right. Uh, right. yes. Um, right. and uh, to find out about yeah. uh, your big Midrash. Thank you. Doing. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. much. Thank, Thank you so much. much.